And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. I was actually waiting for Adrian to say something. Yeah, and I'm supposed to do it. So how are you doing, Adrian? Good morning. Great. How are you? Never better. What's cooking? Just super excited to have one of my favorite people in the world to talk to today. I think I'm a little nervous. She kind of intimidates me a little bit, and I, and I have to be present to that and own it. Otherwise, it's going to be stuck in my head the whole time. But Lisa Grossman is like so far above the just the normal crowd out there. She sees things no one else sees. She sees things around corners that people haven't even gone down that hallway yet. I love everything about her. Lisa Grossman, how are you? I am doing awesome today. How are you? Doing fine. What's going on with your hair? My hair is messy. Um, I was complaining about that for those of you that want the inside joke. Uh, it has been one of those days. It's, you know, what is it? Tuesday, I guess. Which, really, they need a better solution to overcome Monday than Tuesday. Because I've had so many, so much follow-up and everything done today that I never really got to anything past the ponytail. It's clean, but it's in a messy ponytail because I've been on Zoom's phone calls and things a little late since 7 a.m. I don't think ever anybody ever even thinks about your hair because you are such a depth of knowledge, love, compassion, and wisdom. It's unbelievable. And those of you that don't know Lisa Grossman, you need to find her. You need to find her however you find her. You Google her. Make sure you put two ends at the end. Make sure that you find her on Facebook, on Twitter. She's got to be everywhere because she is everywhere. And the woman is amazing. What's the best place to find you, Lisa? Oh, probably Facebook um, Messenger to start because it's the one I check most often. I have to tell you, I'm too old because there's so many ways that people reach out to you that sometimes if I get a message uh, and I don't write, like note it, like in something like contact me, I think I'm like, maybe they could talk to me and tell, maybe it was on Facebook Messenger. I'm like, did you message me? Because I can't find it anywhere. So I gave um, your friend Jeanette Anderson a lead on something. And so she takes the lead and she and the guy have a conversation, which is wonderful, down in Melbourne, Australia. Two months later, she calls me and says, Tom, I lost the lead. And I go, well, that's tough, you know, toenails. So she tells me to go find the lead to send it to her again. I've been looking for two weeks. I can't find it. I have no idea where I found that guy and exactly. sent it to her, but I know it's, exactly it's what crazy, you're saying. It? It's, it's terrible. Crazy. By the way, are there is there a chat where people are talking that I can see or no? Yep, you should. There should be comments on the right hand side. I think oh, you can I'm in private see. chat. No wonder. See, there I, you now, go. Like I told you, here's what's embarrassing I actually <laughs> have StreamYard and know how to use it, not at all. It is well, and then they so oh, hey, for, <laughs> they, they move everything around all the time and they do all these things where people who used to show up don't show up their names anymore. And I want to put your name up there. So make sure you go to streamyard.com slash Facebook and authorize it or do whatever they make you do so we can show your beautiful names because we love you and we are so happy to have you commenting along. And Lisa, you have so many love it. You have oh. so many fans that are here cheering you on. Jeanette Anderson awesome. down in Melbourne. I know. There you go. Holton oh, Bugs credits Lisa with like launching his career. I mean, the people that, you know, take a look at Jesse Lee Ward. And what I love about Lisa is she never admits it. Number one, if we ask her if she did all that, she'd say no. And number two, she never takes credit for any of it. And that piles more credit upon her than if she did it. And there's just such a lot to learn from the way that you roll in your life. 
that it's, uh, you know, most people coming on this show dress for prom. My hair is always a mess. I look like okay, I went I'll through the robo wash with the window open. I love everything about you. You need to know that. Now, I want to say this because I am not like anti-business clothes or like trying to prove something. People always think I am. I don't understand people that manage their time that well. See, yeah. I would love to do my hair and makeup and all that. But if there's somebody on the phone that needs help or a problem that has to be addressed or something else, it's like oh, my makeup or dealing with the situation at hand. So maybe if I got up an hour earlier in the morning, but um, I'll tell you what, Tom, when I come back, I'll get gussied up. All you people come back and tell me if what I say sounds better. It when makes no difference. I got in so much trouble last night. This is, and then we're, we're killing a great show with stupid stories, but this is really great and really stupid. But let, <laughs> so my wife's got all this, she's got all this face paint and all the stuff that we're supposed to put on for Halloween. And she goes and does her stuff and she's coming home to do it. And I'm running late. She says, are you ready for Halloween thinking I did all that? And she said, I said, yeah. She said, do you have your costume? And I said, yeah. And so she walked out and she's got all this stuff on and she looks like a million bucks. And I have my pajamas and my slippers on. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm drunk. I'm dressing like a grumpy old man. And it worked out perfectly. And everybody loved it. And I won the costume contest. So well, that's how I'm going to stupid story. Um, I love I you. I made most of it up. So what's cooking? So what's going on in the world of network well, marketing? I'm going to tell you one more stupid story. All right. Well, Arkansas, I'm going to do a meeting. Um, they call me and they tell me, this is 15, 20 years ago, that I, it's a Saturday training not to be worried because they're going hunting after the meeting is over because the hunting season open. So they're going to be like a lot of people in hunting clothes. And I said, well, what should I wear? And they said, oh, just wear your business clothes. Just wear your business clothes, business clothes. So I literally went there and I had on like a T-shirt and a pair of sweatpants and a ponytail. And they, I said, and I got to say, I said, look, I don't hunt, but they told me to wear my business clothes and I work from home. These are my business clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. That's what's so cool about it, kid. So tell me a story. What's going on in network marketing these days? There's a, a huge flight to quality. The startups are... They're in trouble because there's just so much competition and the supply chain and there's just a lot going on, isn't there? I could give you a thousand things, why reasons why things aren't working and they'd all be accurate, but none of them true. Because in my opinion, there are times when being less than excellent works and there are times when if you're not excellent, it won't. But the good methodology is always be excellent so you can survive all times. So I think what's going on in the world right now, because there are a lot of outside pressures, people are looking with a discerning eye, understanding that people will always spend money and always pursue business and opportunities that really make sense to them. And in crazy wild west, money is free times, people will spend money on a lot of things that don't make sense to them. So I think what's happening today is people are looking, we're more concerned with security. And if you're concerned with security, you're concerned with sound business judgment. I see legacy companies that are in trouble because they won't adapt to changing times. I see startups that are not doing well because they didn't check all the boxes and, and get all the things done before they launched. Because I think that it always takes a great story. But the tougher the times, the more imperative it is that there's someone back at the home office making sure that story comes true. Yeah. 
So what do you, when, when we talk about legacy companies and some are adapting to the times and some are not, what are some of the big things that you think need to happen for companies that have been around for a long time to adapt to the way that the marketplace is going, not just in network marketing, but looking at the Shopify's and Amazon's and all these other alternatives out there of ways to make money besides just network marketing? I think that now more than ever, um, I think a lot of businesses look alike, but everything starts out with what are you trying to build? What's your outcome? I think if you look at really successful companies in and out of network marketing, their outcome is they play the long game. They play the keep, know who your customer is, get them the best experience possible because products more often than not, not always, are nothing more than commodities where people have a multitude of choices. And if the experience is good, remember that if time is money, then the customer you have is more valuable if you have to make a choice than the customer you don't have yet. And so often in business, but in network marketing in particular, people bring somebody into their community as a consumer, customer, would-be promoter, really doesn't matter because the day they click submit, people are acting like they're in sales and they're closing and they're done and they should move on. And that's fine if you want a lot of buyers and you want to play chase and replace. But salesmen are about what they can get done today. Business people play the long game. And I'll give you an example. I had someone here today and she is amazing. She owns a roofing company. And we were talking about this very subject in, in all these different businesses. And I said, you know, a good business person is always concerned with your experience, Adrian, because I know two things. I know if it's a great experience, you're going to bring me your friends. And I know a few of them. You're going to talk about me good. If it's a bad experience, you're going to talk about me all the time to everybody. Yeah. So it, it's not just if they don't, don't have a good experience, you're going to lose them and everybody they might bring to you. You're going to get them out there advocating against you. Yep. That's, that's so spot on. And inevitably things, you, things are going to not go well at some point along the way in any journey, right? Whether you're a startup, whether you're a legacy company, whether you're a huge person with a giant organization or somebody just getting started, you're going to screw some things up along the way. And one of the things that I think really separates companies that are going to make it from those that don't is how they respond when that happens. And the best companies, I think, end up making bigger promoters from the way they handle the stuff that they screw up and fix it on the back end than they maybe even had going into it before the screw up occurred. And there's a lot of other companies out there that don't do that and don't take care of people. And you end up having the situation like you just described, where they can't wait to go and tell anybody who will listen about what a bad experience they had. Well, here's the thing. And this is going to be really off the wall for a lot of people. But I think we are all, if a business is working, consumers first. Because 90% of the people in any sustainable long-term company are at least starting off part-time. And many of them are content to be there forever, at least that's what they think in the beginning. And that isn't that complicated. You know, it isn't that complicated. A $300 solution in any network marketing company isn't that complicated. But we want to have a 98, a 2% conversation with a 98% audience and propel people. It's like somebody showing up and saying, hey, 
Adrian, I think it'd be kind of cool. I know you're you're really good at tennis. I'd like to be able to go play tennis and not embarrass myself. I'd love to take a lesson or two. You're like, great, I can help you. And you call me the next week and say, oh, well, I've signed you up for 16 clinics over the course of the next year. I've got you going to three mindset things because mindset's very important when you play tennis. I've signed you up for this. I, I, <laughs> like, I just want to look at my friggin' hit the ball. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like because I said yes to – I'd like to, you know, make a little bit of extra money. You suddenly want to launch me into the MBA school of network marketing. So true. We got to take a quick break. So let's pause there. And I want to come back to that conversation because I think there's something that we can really build on there. We are talking to Lisa Grossman, who is truly the queen of network marketing. We love her. You're with Adrian and Tom Chenault. We are on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show on the Genesis Communication Network. We will be back right after this. Hello, Paul Van Dieven, Facebook user, whoever you are. That's Christina. Christina, go to the StreamYard link and Come make on, it Christina. so we can show your name. I don't know what Jeanette happened. Anderson in Melbourne. Her. Yeah, she's the greatest. I probably said Melbourne wrong, however you say that. I love you people. That stockade woman, what's her name? Jacqueline Stockdale. That woman is great too. I don't even know her, but she's always back in the show. That's good news. We love her. Yeah, somebody. We'll be back back in five seconds. All right. Don't be bossing me around. (laughs) And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. We've got Adrian Chenault here. We got Lisa Grossman, and she's talking about so much. Adrian wants to ask her another question right now. Then I want to know how she keeps people. Because I'm telling you what, I'm watching people jump company to company to company to company, getting their faces knocked off with every new story that comes along. And then I listen and then I watch Lisa. And I mean, I'm telling you what, she exemplifies glue in leadership and organization. And that is a skill into itself. And I want to talk about that, too. So bring her back to where we were. All right. So before the break, we were talking about this, what, what I would consider sort of permission and developing the relationship step by step, right? So somebody says, oh yeah, I think I might be interested in solving this problem and I'm kind of 2% of the way. And you're going, well, here's every possible thing that you could do and you need to go way down the track and people aren't ready for that. And so what's the the question? How many times have you seen somebody say, would you like an additional source of income, a second way to make some extra money? And somebody says, yes. And the next thing it is, they get them on this $10,000 $10,000 a month, if that's the number today, mind track that is a wish at best, and they didn't even ask for it or, or entertain that when they said anything. But I want to go back to your earlier point, because the reason I said all that was you were saying that companies, organizations, et cetera, it's the way they respond to problems. I think that's a lot of it, but I've amended my viewpoint a little bit. I think the biggest challenge that companies and organizations have today is communication. I don't, anybody, I don't think anybody expects it to be perfect. I don't think anybody expects a life without challenges. We deal with it every day. but And nobody really expects that you can fix the problem. You know, if the plumber is supposed to come out to the house and they don't show up, you don't really think the person that the only answers the phone at the office is the person who didn't show up at your house. They're not the plumber. If they're nice to you, and they hear you and they try to address your problem, even though you know, you know they're not running over to fix it, you feel good. But when people feel discounted or not communicated with or misled or like they're only as valuable as the last time they spent a dollar or showed up at a meeting 
or they're constantly being made to feel that they are somehow lacking because their goals, desires, wants do not match what you think they should be. You know, I, I, I think it's about, I think it, what people do, thinking takes so much effort for some people, they just think it's easier to judge. So they do that instead. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. But we're dealing with it. Yeah. Instead of them have a thought, it's contempt prior to investigation. Everybody just pushes out all this negativity. Nobody's really building with communication. And you're, the spoken word is everything. And what's good about you and I is we have deep conversation about important things. And all some right. of that stuff is really scary stuff. We had a conversation yesterday about some stuff going on that is is scary in the world today. And people hurting each other for the sake of hurting each other, no matter what political affiliation they've got, is wrong. And we have got a profession where we can unify people with love. And we've got to do that. And we've got to take that responsibility extremely seriously. And that's what Lisa does. And that's kind of what you were born to do, right, Lisa? I think, you know, you were saying I, I hold, I'm such glue. I don't know that that's true. I don't try not to judge people. People come and people go. The only time, here's the mistake. If you go to work with somebody because you genuinely like them, you generally feel alignment, you generally feel like you connect on a level um, that is real and authentic and not situational, then ultimately you want them to be happy no matter what it is they choose to do, even if it's not with you. But in that relationship, they'll have a conversation with you that maybe they're reacting to misinformation or they're feeling it's emotion and they're making a decision on emotion. You can often talk them through it without agenda because when you really get somebody to talk through something, the end result may be that today in this company together is not for them. But if your relationship with them hinges on that decision, you never had one to begin with. So you should never have expected that you could have hauled them one day longer then they felt like it was the place for them because you weren't a factor in the first place. You didn't make yourself one. So why would you be one in the second place? So stop being a jerk is what she's saying. And if they make a decision for themselves and their family, however wrong as it might be, she and I have been around this business a long, long time. And all I say to people is good luck. And I'm going to leave the light on for you because I truly believe you're going to be back to my friendship with you and probably my company. Because I'm the guy that loved you even though you were unlovable. And you're going to go out there and drink that bathwater. And it's not going to work for you. And you're going to come back. And that's basically what happens to us, right? And, and you know, it's interesting. My focus today is the consumer experience. Not customer, not promoter. Because we are all right. consumers first. What people don't realize is a lifelong consumer. Somebody who really has had a great experience. And that's the whole ball of wax, folks. Most people, occasionally there's a product that is alone in the marketplace and can't be replicated somewhere else. Not yeah. often. At least we got to take a break. I'm sorry. I asked you a long question. We're going to come back. Thank you, Ted Anderson, for having us on the radio all these years. We are so lucky to be all over the world. And Anand is here, finally. We haven't seen him in a we couple of weeks. Him. And we're coming back. We'll see you in a buzz. All right. Good job. It was a terrible job, but well, we're good. You saved it. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> that short, that one short segment is the killer. That's Duck always stare. hard because we're I all. I don't forget where I was, but I can be forgetful if it makes it better.
<laughs> no, we're good. We're back. We only have to remember for another 10 seconds and we're back. So that's perfect. We're, we're done with the long commercials that Richard Brooke hated. <laughs> How is Richard? I miss him. He's doing great. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It is Lisa Grossman, Adrian Chenault, and the Legacy Leadership Radio Show. So Man, I, so I love her. Consumers. If well, yeah, we're talking, yeah, go ahead. I'm a consumer of your products. How long have we been have we been buying those products? Forever. I'm not a distributor there. Nope. Um, I've never been asked to be one. How but about what I have is a piece of income real estate. You see distributors, the best of them, me, Tom, you, whoever's watching, Jesse Lee, talk to her every day. We're machines. We Some people are Rolls Royces, some people are Pintos, but all machines need maintenance. All machines have periods of time where they're, they're dormant. All machines have time where they need to go or get replacement parts. Consumers, lifelong consumers, their income real estate and business people understand that bang bang right that's all you have to think about you guys and stop it's not it's it's not even though there's transactions involved if you keep it relational the national sales manager of a company the last time this guy ordered was in 2012 called me yesterday and said i need this this and this i looked at he goes i know i have an account i finally find it from two, 10 years ago but you know and he's gone through five different things that I hate him for. But at the end of the day, he came back and I still love him. Just stop treating people like prospects or leads. Treat them like humans. They're going to come back. Right, Lise? You know, here's the thing. If you have good relations with people, they never go away. Yeah. They're just in different stages. Of how many people, for those of you watching, are people in your life that you haven't talked to in a while, you haven't seen in a while, but you know, if you call them, it's like you just talked yesterday. And then how many people are there that were your best friends in high school that you were going to be friends forever. You don't remember their names. Yeah. And I just think that too many people think their business is dependent on what other people do. You need a lot of people to have a successful business, but the only particular individual you need is yourself. And if you know what you're, nobody's limiting you. Nobody's limiting you. If Tom wants 10 customers and I tell him he can only talk to 12 people, he better be a kick-ass salesperson. But Tom can talk to a thousand people if he wants to, to get 10 customers. The question is, does he believe in the viability of what he's doing? And is he excited enough about it that he'll talk to enough people until he finds the right ones? And, and it's really that you know, everybody wants um, everybody wants the best people. I don't want the best people. I want the right people. Because sometimes the people that are very best at what they do or what they could do, they're not at a time in their life when this is what's best for them. And if you want to buy yourself a headache, take somebody you like and try to fit them into something that isn't best for them. And make yeah. it work. They'll feel guilty. You'll be pissed. In the end, you'll resent each other and nobody built anything. <laughs> so what? So how do you define who are the, That was a great Somebody quote. write that quote down. <laughs> that was like on the money. <laughs> so who are, so uh, flesh out that distinction a little more. Who are the right people then? The right person, I think, first and foremost, you know, somebody asked me, we all have products and services that we love, that we love. So there are products in my life and services in my life, companies I'm not, I, let's take the iPhone. 
You're all iPhone users. If they told you the only way you could get the new iPhone was to be in the inner circle of the Dalai Lama, you'd all be standing in line to join the inner circle. None of you work for Apple, but Apple thinks you do because you're because the iPhone users, the audience builds the audience. When something really goes viral, it is driven by salespeople, but audiences build audiences. It's what is your consumer base saying about you? Not if you want to see what our network marketers are saying about network marketing companies, there's a thousand rumors a day we can all repeat to each other. But that's not the audience of the world that we're going to market to. So if people feel the right people are people that feel that they have a choice, that our job, we are pushing them to make sure the choice they make is an informed one, but that we're going to respect whatever their choice is, their business, their choice. And oh my gosh, they've chosen to do this with me. Now we can go do something great. But talking you into something and then thinking if I'm good enough at talking you into it that I now own you is not is, you know, not really a good recipe. It's also a terrible recipe for developing leaders. You know, and, and, and a business is as good as the leadership it develops, not as good as the not as good as you don't want to be the leader. You want to be a leader. So I've been teaching this for 100 years. Brooke actually verbalized it. Great. He said work your ass off, talk to two people a day, interview them, drop them off right where they want to be, knowing that if you do the interview the right way, of the, of the 100 people that you bring into your business, 80 are going to be customers, 15 are going to want to distribute something, which makes them a distributor, making maybe a little $50 a month or $500 a month. And then of that 100 people, four or five, hundred, four or five of them might want to be an influencer like you are. You know what's really cool about that? Yeah. Most people think the way to do more business is to try to change the percentages, which is no. insane. All If you want to change the numbers, play the percentages and just get 200 people. Now you have eight. Get yeah. 300 people. Now you have 12. It's so simple. Everything in business can be reduced to jam. It's just another math problem. That's all it is. Just another math problem. But, but numbers will give you a lot of information based on the questions you ask the numbers. So here it is. Some people exploit human nature. That results in a lot of sales, often from people that have buyer's regret, certainly a lot of buyers, very little longevity. Some people align with human nature, play the long game, and end up with an army of people, not that will just buy it, but talk about it and talk about it well. You know, in an age of branding, everybody will tell you how great they are. Um, my father always said, what do other people say about you when they don't like you? Not yeah. what do the people that like about you say about you? What's the worst thing that somebody can say about me? That where they're actually telling the truth, that I'm opinionated, headstrong, quick, you know, true. But in network marketing, what's the worst thing I've ever done to somebody? Not take their phone calls because I decided I no longer need to punish myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's exactly it. And you know, just don't complicate it. It's really not that complicated. If you just go out and talk to people and let them tell you their story and get their story, just be interested. They'll tell you everything you need to know. You can't solve their problem if you assume the problem and don't find out what their problem actually is. If you do know what their problem is, you almost always have a solution for it. 
There you go. And that all boils down to the interview that I don't know what you guys call it. That conversation you have with a human being to find out what they want to buy, what they don't want to buy, what their goals are, what their problems are, and how you can be part of the solution, even if you don't make money at it. You guys know I live in the world of recovery, alcohol, drugs, all that jazz. If I tried to monetize any one of those people, they would just go right off the cliff faster than they're already going off the cliff. So I've got to be very cautious of that all the time. And I love that because it makes me not have an agenda other than their agenda. And if people can get into serving, not selling, like Lisa Grossman exemplifies, the party's over. She knows everything because everybody trusts her until, you know, this yesterday I call her up. I go, she goes, I know you're why you're calling. I go, why? And she told me why I was calling because <laughs> she knew. And that's what was so cool. Do you remember that, Lise? Yeah. Cool. And I, and I would have called you. You just got to me first. But here's the thing. I can sell with the best of them. I can if I wanted to. Um, I don't really sell anymore, but I was in careers. And even in my early career network marketing where I was selling. Let me tell you the features and benefits. But here's the thing. I now really live by this philosophy because I love what I do and I believe in it. So write that down. Do I love what I do and do I believe in it? Because the answer is no. Go back to selling. You got to be really good. Um, but here's my thing. If you knew what I knew, you'd probably choose to do what I did. So if in the course of conversation, finding out about you, I can share with you the things that I have learned. Chances are you'll want to do what I do. If you had, if you knew what I knew, you would want what I had. So why do I need to sell it to you? Eventually you're going to ask me how to get it, or I'm going to give you the opportunity to buy it. That's not the same as selling. I agree. That's uh, I love, I just grabbed that quote because I think that's, that's so brilliant, right? If you, if you have that belief in what you're doing and you're interested enough in the other person to hear their story first, so you're not just jamming what you like or what you think down their throat in a way that's not going to be congruent with who they are and where they are in their life. It's those two things together become this powerful example. I am a huge supporter of contact mapping. Um, there are a lot of different types of database tools out there. I'm familiar with none of them. And I wasn't particularly familiar with this one, but I know Tom and Adrian. So I really wasn't as concerned with what it did because I assumed it was going to do at least what the other ones did and be better because that's good business. But I knew what they knew. They knew what people really, where people really have a problem in communication. Communication is not a business exercise. It is a skill people, it is a life skill that people use in business. Therefore, people want to be able to track their life of which business is a part. And so many people design for the sale, the sales guy in his sales call or the person he's trying to sell to. They built something that lets you track and take care of the relationships. And if you have enough relationships, you are never cold calling, looking for people to sell to anyway. So that's why I supported it. I knew what they knew. You know, I, they knew what I knew. It works. And that's what you're looking for. Not to tell people how great it is, because guys, if you're in business today and you don't have a great product, please find something else to do. The marketplace is going to winnow you out if your product isn't good. But it is so much more than just the product or the good or the service. It's the entire experience. It's people feeling 
that it is for them and that they matter. So don't spend so much time trying to figure out a better way to skin a cat. Spend more time trying to make people see how much they matter and locking arms with them because nobody wants to do it alone. That's my so, advice. Yeah, you know, get in the community of cat skinners. That's the answer she's trying to tell you. <laughs> and it's because it's all community. I'm telling and you that. Community is everything. And community is everything. I was, you know, it's funny. I did a talk on community for um, whatever that thing was, that, that internet marketing deal. No excuses like yeah. eight, nine years ago now. And that's what I talked about was community building when nobody was talking about it. But it really all does come down to that. 100%. We got to take a break. But think about an AA meeting, everybody. I've been going to the same meeting every day for the last 12,447 days. We talk about the same book, the same thing every day. Why do we do that? Why do I go? Do I have to learn something from the book? Hell no. Am I thinking about drinking? No. It's my community. It's where my friends are. That's why I go. I can help them. They can help me. That's community. We're coming back right after this. It's Legacy Leadership with Adrian and Lisa. Bang. <laughs> I hit the break perfect and he didn't think I was going to do it. Hi, you Chad. Nailed it. We Dundee shot. One of my original mentors. She is a great woman. I got to know her. She's uh, phenomenal. I got to know her around Bob Crisp, you know, because she's got the similar name and I thought she was related. She was yeah. my, she was one of the people that mentored me, not in my upline, in my first network marketing. Yeah, I fell in love with her. It's, a, oh, we got to come back. And we're back. It's Tom Chenault. It's Adrian Chenault. The breaks are not long enough on this show. And we are having a blast with the one and only Lisa Grossman with two N's. And I love this woman. She is straight as an arrow. She is brilliant and just sneaky smart and sneaky kind. And here's what she did that you need to know. Christmas time comes along. She oh, and Curtis, this year. Yeah, so she and Curtis decide to have a little deal where they said, let's give away a couple bicycles. And so they decided to give the bicycles to people that needed them. All of a sudden, people are calling like crazy going, I want a bike. And all of a sudden, Chris, uh, Lisa and Curtis are saying yes. They said yes to everybody that wanted a bike. Not a bike baseball card. A bike, not a bike athletic supporter, a bicycle. Unbelievable. <laughs> a bike. Isn't that worth it? Is that what they're the call? It was so much fun. It was really cool. How, how many bikes did you give away? A couple hundred. Isn't that the cutest thing so ever? Awesome. That's what I love yeah. about her. All heart and it works. You know, it was really funny about that. It was here's what was really interesting. We were doing these get togethers through the pandemic, and people asked us last year. We had a lot of people that had no one to talk to, nowhere to go. And we end up with a lot of people that were struggling and maybe feeling a little bit sorry for themselves. So we did this thing where we said, get on, we're going to do giveaways. And we had everybody that was on the call pick somebody that they wanted to get a gift for. So most of the bikes were not like, you need a bike, although we did it for some of their kids. It was people that didn't have that much, but finding somebody that they thought needed it more than them. And so they were not, so it was all these people that we didn't know. We ended up pastors calling us, you know, they had kids at their church that needed bikes. We met some really cool people and it's, there's no greater gift you can give yourself than putting a smile on someone else's face. Really. Oh my gosh. Is that, that's the best news in the world. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's huge, right? There is, 
we there was an article from Maria Shriver a couple weeks ago that I, I don't know if you saw it. We posted it a couple places, so you may have seen it, Lisa, but I'm going to send it to you afterward if not. And it was just talking about that premise, right? That no matter where you are in your life, that there's this this little mantra of right now that right, you know, how, however sorry you're feeling for yourself in any given moment, right now, somebody else is experiencing far greater hardship than anything that you might be experiencing in that moment. And to be able to just ground yourself in service to others and in being able to, to think outwardly like that, you're, you're going to make their life better. And that's going to make your life better just by, by living in that kind of way. And, and so I love that sort of two layers of, of extension that that project. Today, wherever they're at, we live in uncertain, scary, crazy times. And everybody, no matter who they are, has moments where they just wonder if anybody cares or if anybody would care if they were missing. Yeah. You know, you want to give yourself a great day when the show is over, go find five people that you haven't talked to in a while that matter to you and tell them that you just reached out to remind them that you wouldn't be where you are today if it wasn't for them and that you're grateful and that they're amazing. They'll feel great. You'll feel better. Put my phone number in the chat. <laughs> I love you guys. That's the truth, though, in that article. What's so hysterical about my ego is Adrian sent me that article about a month ago, and I have all of a sudden forgotten about who wrote it. What It was about a guy named Jimmy, and it talks about, are you listening to your ego or are you listening to your heart? And then it says, then when you're mad like that, you go to what's right. I have completely reinvented that story in my head like I wrote it. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm going, I read that article. You're right. I couldn't believe it because I'm such a nut. I'm so sorry about that. I am a plagiarist. You're a storyteller. You're story the first two times you gave the crop credit. There you go. I did it. I stole it from Maria Shriver. And and we owe it all to Chris Kissel who sent it to us originally. So She's we'll, the one that said that. We'll keep tracking it back to give credit where credit's due. So that I have is. a question for you. We're going to flip this because I'm the interviewer now. You guys just had this amazing event um, for contact mapping. I've heard incredible things. Are there snippets and videos and clips and things coming out so we can all understand the specialness that this is creating in the world and how we might participate in the future to spreading the word about this amazing tool? Yes, but I want to announce something first. You don't even know about it. You don't even know about this yet. I have a big announcement. Date are not announced. We already have Lisa Grossman committed to fly in and speak. How cool is that? Thank you. All right, good. Yep, she she heard so much about it. She called and said, "I if you will have me," because she's so humble. Like we were gonna we were gonna rename it the Grossman Convention. But at the end of the day, she said, "I'm coming to speak." Is that cool enough? That's the greatest thing ever. And oh, I love to be around great people and share if I can. And, and that's the, you know, you want the biggest secret to success in network marketing, put together rooms and gatherings of great people, people that don't care who gets credit. They just want to get the thing done. Yeah. You know, get together with communities that know what they're, you know, what are they going to, what are we going to do together as a community that we can't do by ourselves? Put together rooms like that and people are banging down the doors to get in. We had this little tiny conference. We didn't know how many people were going to come. We sold it out. We had Jordan Adler. We had Richard Brooke. We had Teresa. 
We had Sean Murphy, JW, JW Wilson, this genius. We had these crazy, we had your company didn't have a lineup like that. And these guys all flew in to serve the greater good. And if you get a chance, go do that. Go serve the greater good. That's what we do, right? That's exactly right. And I, I'm so honored and excited because we are going to make that happen. Uh, Lisa is, is you just, you embody what this is about. And the story you told at the beginning of the show, we got to get out of here in a second about, you know, I, I'll choose pouring into somebody else over doing my makeup or my hair or my whatever on any given day of the week. That's who you are. And that's who we want to be. Choose other people and loving on others first. We'll see you next week on Legacy Leadership. All right, don't leave. Don't leave, everybody. <laughs> Stay put. I just not, I got was, going and I was like, that, oh, was, I that was the radio show. It's history. Now you can cuss and uh, we can talk about the, the audience because on the radio, they can't see it. Karen Tam, one of the we great readers. Her. Oh, she's so smart. She's awesome. Yeah. So, so good. We already talked about Doug Stare. Doug Stare bought over 200 boxes of Girl Scout cookies, right? That's exactly right. Servant leaders, you guys. All of you. And I ate it. So he thought they were all for the kids. I ate 180 boxes. Because if you think about the instructions they give brownies and Girl Scouts to sell those cookies, they're the original network marketers. Oh, my God. It's crazy, isn't it? Make a list. Ask an adult for help. Call people and ask for their help. Ask for referrals. Thank them for their order. Yep, that's it exactly is, right. It is amazing. And it's all relationship. Yep. Because other than Thin Mints, why is anybody buying those except the girls are cute and their cause is good? Unbelievable. <laughs> Especially those gluten-free things. They taste like chalk. And my wife's got me off the gluten, and it's unbelievable. Denise Dunlap, Lex Laurie. I don't even know you. Good, good. We glad Lex to have Marie. you. You know Alexis. That's Alexis Laurie. Well, you got to find me. Alexis Laurie lives in Colorado. She, she's, she's a, a woman. That's a woman with a guy's name. No, her name is Alexis. Just Alexis or Lexi's her nickname, Lex. Well, I thought that was a very long-haired man until I just saw. Okay, no, good. She, she's good amazing. Track me she's down. A she's a TikTok queen. Hey, there's Denise, my wife too. There's my wife. I'm not hitting on you, Lex. Tell Denise she just said that. <laughs> I thought you were a guy. Unbelievable. Oh, well, that explains why people thought you were hitting on him. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I was yeah, because it was a guy. Today's Jake's birthday. It's unbelievable. Jake the dog's birthday. Four years old. Happy birthday, Jake. Yeah, so we're <laughs> the also radio Jessica show. Ward's birthday today. Having fun is the most important part. And that's what Lisa does, man. She's got that. Boat. How many boats do you have now? Three? Three. Three boats. So yeah. much maintenance one, going on. They, one they house, one lot with the house to be built. Three boats, four jet skis, three golf carts, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. And so you guys are just building a little retreat place for your business and your friends down there in Arkansas on the lake. And one of these days, you're going to invite me down. I told you you're welcome anytime. You've been telling me that for two, like three years. We have an, I found the airstrip you can land your plane in. You're not going to go out public and make it sound like you don't have an open invitation. I am the girl he has ne never come to visit despite all the times he's been invited. <laughs> and she actually, hang on. And she actually walked into a coffee shop I own with Bob. What was Bobby's name? Bobby Cassio back then. Bobby Cassio. Your daughter was just going to the, you know, Hillary was just going to the University of Colorado and you guys sashayed in the coffee shop. And that was a great day of my life. Unbelievable. 
I would, you know, I understood why, but I wish you'd reopen that place. Yeah, so do I. My wife, I tried to buy that. I tried to buy a breakfast restaurant. She threatened divorce. Uh, <laughs> just, a little, just a little stomping ground where we can all hang out and tell war stories. Yeah. There we go. And you know what we're going to do is have you to the house in this gourmet kitchen we've got in that crazy house we have now. And you're going to come up and cook a whole bunch of food. I can't wait to cook for you guys. I yeah. love cooking. And you, told, you said, you told me a day ago, Denise, I didn't even tell you this. She said, I'm coming to Longmont. I'm going to spend three, four days. I'm going to work with Elizabeth to understand the contact mapping app like it's the back of my hand. I'm going to come and stay at your house and I'm going to cook with Denise. That came out of her mouth, honey. I did. I said, I'm, you know, just want to get obviously a lot going on between now and the holidays, but I am going to shoot up to Colorado because, you know, we're going to live forever. But just in case we don't, we're not getting any younger. And I don't, I don't like to get so busy that. I don't have as many opportunities to create magical moments and magical moments are when you get together with people that you genuinely align with, connect with that are authentic and real. And that's what makes, that's what makes the world go round. For me. Lisa, you've done it. I, you know, I, or I'd cook. I'm going to be honest about this. And I'm thinking about it because I'm that I cannot stand it when people say I'm going to be honest. Cause that means that everything you said was dishonest. I think that you've been as instrumental in my career as Rod Cook was. Oh, please. Swear to God, two people, you and him, that have really, really, really been a stand for me and and helped make me when evidence was to the contrary around the ANMP and leadership in the profession. I just want to thank you for that. Well, I, I, you're welcome, I guess, but I, I don't think that that's the case. I just think that truth, you know, time, I, I, I am slow. I am, slow, you know, I'm quick to study, but slow to judgment. And I think we live in, in a McDonald's, McNow, McInstant society where everybody wants any answer they can put their hand on, even if it's wrong. And I really don't have a problem with letting things reveal themselves over time. And I always thought you were amazing, but like a masterpiece, you just get better over time. <laughs> that was a that was around the block couple. All right, baby cakes. That's all got to do with my great wife. All right. I love you guys. What? Lex lives 10 minutes away from us. Come over yes. right now. Alexis <laughs> lives 10 minutes away from you. She is friggin' amazing. And boy, you know, yeah, you, gotta, you could help her. You could teach her a lot. But if you were like into TikTok, but this girl goes from zero to 10,000 followers in like 20 minutes. I have to do it. I have to learn it. Look at Tracy Dewar. She's coming on the show. I know. She, I've heard that. Yeah, That's she's coming on the show. Sharon Lecter's coming on the show. Bob Dickey. Do you know Bob Dickey? Name rings a bell, but I'm trying. Oh, to... he's the president of Bonvera, but he's this. He worked real closely with. He was the guy that wrote most of the content with the big Amway guys that went on to Mona V and all that jazz. He's one of the most solid company owner, a uh, company presidents I know. I love him. He's coming on. So yeah, Levenda Evenden. Oh my Holy God! Smokes. Have you awesome. ever met her and her cute husband James? Holy cow! In fact, something just happened over the last November 1st today. My life is changing starting tomorrow because my access to Australia just changed in a major way. My wife doesn't even know it yet, where I can now go back to Australia at the drop of a hat in the middle of the night with not thinking about nothing except getting on the plane and going. 
and having nothing be a consideration. And I'm very, very excited about that. You don't know. You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to say it on the radio. But I you know, love. Well, we're all, we, we'd only be saying it on Facebook, which chances are we're taking further than the radio these days. But <laughs> I don't want to hear the story where we're not on Facebook. I well, love you were the, you were the, what I'm talking about, you and Curtis were the instrumental in getting me started on this quest. Something many, many years ago that I've stayed with that's changed my life and lets me just travel the world. So I love you guys all. We got to go. It's thank you, Lisa. A great, we love great you. day. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you. Love you be you. good. We'll bye bye, everybody. Soon. Alexander Pena.